Hey everyone, my name is Mimi Blue and you're listening to Human Dialectic. This is the Dialectic Bulletin series where I will comment on the latest in the headlines. And of course, if you've been paying attention, we've got some wild headlines to talk about. I'm not going to go over everything because I just want to focus on the key items that would help you crystallize what is happening in the world and especially in the United States. And if you are living in the United States, it feels so far beyond the twilight zone right now. It is absolute insanity. I took a break for, well, it was an unintentional break, but I did take a break for a couple of weeks and I still continued to pay attention to what was in the news. And I, I, I'm i literally flabbergasted by where we are today in society. I never thought that we would be where we are today in 2023. And I'm sorry to break it to all of you, but this is not the worst of it. This is not the worst. But we're going to get into some of the things that I noted that I have seen, and especially with the media not talking about it, there's just so much to cover, but I will do what I think is necessary for your development, for you to understand what's happening. And of course, just be aware that the agenda here, the the agenda that is being implemented is to destroy the United States and all of civilization, as, as hard as that might be for most people to comprehend, there are diabolical people who are running this planet. And it's not just people, but entities. And <laughs> I may have lost some people. They would have been like, this is crazy. I'm turning this off. But listen to me. Listen for a moment. What we are experiencing is not just about attacking the United States and destroying a nation. This is a fight for our souls. This is so much bigger than what you could possibly imagine. And I don't want to use the terms good and evil, but that is, I guess, like the best set of terms that I can describe what is happening, especially if you are somebody who is spiritually awake. And I'm not talking about this fake spiritual spirituality that's been been going around and people are still political with their views. I am specifically talking about the perspective of all the changes that are happening, which are, are really shifting us into a fifth dimension. And that fifth dimension means that we are going to be more than just human. Again, I'm like probably losing people here, but this is so much bigger than the United States, even though the United States really is the checkmate for it all. So rather than rambling, let's get into some of the news, what has been happening over the course of, I would like to just go for the past week, but I may be touching on some things that happened the past couple of weeks. Lo and behold, we are entering June. And if you don't know what the month of June is, and I really don't know when this madness of celebrating something each month started to emerge, maybe it started with the Black History Month. And then everybody during, you know, the Obama years, well, I I shouldn't say everybody, let me not generalize, people who felt sensitive to everything, they wanted to create this utopia, which in fact, it was a dystopia. 
They wanted everybody to be equal. They wanted to celebrate all diversity, which diversity is a code word. And to me, honestly, I don't want to say that it's a triggering word, but I know exactly what people are saying when they say diversity. And it's not really equality and embracing all the ethnicities and uh, the uh, backgrounds and traditions and so forth. It really means eliminate white people. That's the code word for diversity, eliminate white people. But ultimately, over the years, we have seen each month now dedicated to something or there is a random day in a month that is dedicated to something I didn't even know. And now we are entering June and June is Pride Month. Yep, Pride Month. Now, I have been very vocal about leaving children alone. And we are seeing this push, this push into overdrive of transgenderism, of attacking the children. They're not educating the the children. They are attacking these pure minds with sexual innuendo. I mean, we've been hearing it in music and seeing it in videos, but this is now in our education system. This is now in 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 merchandise being pushed to consumers and it's being pushed in corporate america they are trying to get to the children and it is not just to exploit their minds there are pedophiles at the top very top who want access to all the children it's not just about grooming children for the next generation and re-educating them so you don't have an educated society. They want to sexually exploit all the children. If you don't know that human trafficking is the biggest business in the world, and then a subset of that is sex trafficking, and it's not just with men and women, or I should just say adults, the biggest business of it all is minors. We're talking 18, and 18 is the legal age here, but we could just say under 18, and we're talking all the way down to fresh out the womb. You think you think that's a joke? There are m- babies being raped as we speak. Now, I, I, may, I may sound like I'm digressing a little bit, but why am I talking about this in Pride Month and people are going to be annoyed that I could be making this association. Like I said, there are people at the top, forces that you may not see, and and there are some forces that you are seeing in the public media who are pushing this transgender movement. And it used to just be LGB, you know, lesbian, uh, gay, uh, bisexual, and then it became LGBTQ plus or A, B, C, D, E, F, G, all right? It became every single thing that was not heterosexual. And now they are going even beyond that and trying to teach children sexual activities, handing them books on how to give blowjobs to grown men. I'm not, I'm sorry to talk like this, But this is what is happening in the education system and people, there are some people who still deny it. And I will say that the folks who are denying this are the folks who one, don't have children, 
to they're not surrounded by parents who have children in the education system and or three are hardcore liberals and they believe in this and do believe that it's important for a three, four year old to know how to give a blow job. And at that point, you are a fucking pedophile. Okay, I'm sorry to curse here, but I have to be very blunt with my views. So now we are entering into Pride Month and Target, 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 you know, we used to call Target, Target because we wanted to be uh, a little sophisticated. Target made a huge blunder. This is not the first time that they pushed this agenda. They pushed, if you recall, the bathroom situation where they said, you can go into whatever bathroom you feel like. And that did cause an uproar. But uh, it didn't hit Target's balance statement. It didn't hit their bottom line. And now, if, if you have been living under a rock, Target partnered with a transgender fashion designer. And if you were to Google the merchandise, the clothes that were targeted for children, you would be shocked if if you are that type of person. If you have a soul, if you are conscious and you know what is happening, you would be shocked. There is merchandise with Satan on it. Merchandise telling children that they could be whatever they want to be, not in the sense of potential or your capability through like a skill set, but you can be whatever gender you want. You can conform to what anything, whatever you want to conform to, as long as it is aligned with the LGBTQ plus agenda. How is this not indoctrination? See, it becomes indoctrination when you are minimizing or marginalizing another group and you elevate a minority. You make the minority feel as if they are superior and you push a specific narrative, even though it's against the norm, it is against the majority. You as the force or the entity responsible for this narrative, this messaging, will push something even it's against societal norms. That is indoctrination, at least my definition of indoctrination. You may not be aware of it, but you begin to believe some of these beliefs and these principles because that's what you think is truth. There's no debate. You're just told what to believe in. And you repeat it like a parrot. So people are catching on to this agenda. And I've been very, very aware of it. I did not know how far it will go. And it's going pretty far. I mean, to the point where, like I said, children are learning about gender and sex. And I'm not talking about the sex identity, knowing what a man is or a woman is. No, we're, we're talking about sexual activities, pornographic activities, okay? Sometimes even embarrassing to even read. But this is how far we've gotten. And now consumers are pushing back. 
and they're telling Target, you can F off. You are not going to indoctrinate these children. You're not going to push this agenda on your consumers. And quite frankly, businesses should stay out of politics. But uh, here's an opinion that I'm going to express that I have not heard anybody else express. You're looking at a generation, my generation particularly, who are moving into upper management. They are the workers that Rockefeller described, meaning you went to college, you were indoctrinated in college, you had certain belief systems uh, instilled in you, and then they enter into the workforce and they work, work, work. And what we saw the past couple of years, especially since George Floyd, this group, this large group in corporate America started shaking people down, scaring them because they were not diverse enough. And prior to them, it was actually the baby boomers. They only thought about running the business. Yes, there was a very hard work ethic. Yes, there were certain things about that environment that wasn't healthy. And we've shifted away from that. And that's great. But the baby boomers were not political. They were about the business. Now you have the millennials taking over these businesses, thinking that their ideologies would resonate with the majority of Americans, when in fact the majority of Americans just want to buy their merchandise in peace. They want to live in peace. They do not want to be told every in every facet of their lives what to do, what to believe in, what to hear, what to see. But these millennials, these, clo- well, I shouldn't say closeted, they're definitely not closeted, but these sheltered millennials don't understand how the world works. They've never ran a business in their life because if they did, they would know that there are consequences when you move away from your base. Look what happened to Miller or was it Bud Light? It's Bud Light, all right? Look what happened to Bud Light. They brought a, quote, Harvard grad, as if that means anything in today's world. When I hear an Ivy League after somebody's name, I just think, okay, nine times out of 10, you're brainwashed. You know nothing. So they bring in a Harvard grad to do marketing and she blew it up. Never ran a business in her life. She was been in, in corporate America for a couple of years unbelievable what we're seeing. But that's what I'm seeing is that we are seeing millennials moving into upper management. They haven't made it into the C-suite yet, but the C-suite folks, the executives are scared of the millennials. They don't want to be called racist. They don't want to look like they don't agree with what's happening. They are actually very comfortable with what they've achieved and they don't want to lose that. So they cave into these psychotic demands. And then these psychotic demands make their way through marketing. They make their way through um, all types of departments. It's, It's insane that people would even think that it's okay to put satanic messages on children's attire. Do you understand how many reviews or or, or approvals have to be done in order for that to go through. Just because it was a transgender designer who made it, it was okay. 
the point that I'm trying to make is we are seeing these companies implode because one, a lot of these businesses are being run by millennials who think they understand what Americans want and they don't. They are the minority. People are tired of this. They are tired of being beaten left and right about this woke agenda. Number two, Target is clearly a Fortune 100 company. They're clearly pushing an agenda, even all the way to the top. The CEO, of course, he hasn't actually come out about you know, the fact that he lost $9 billion in a week. All right. So all these corporations are following in lockstep. You have North Face that came out with a video. They actually did have a previous transgender video last year. I'm not able to find the current year, but they did release one last year. Let me just play the video because you're going to really understand where things are, are going right now. Nature lets you be who you are. Even gay. Hi! Ladies and gentlemen, you are cordially invited to the Summer of Pride with my friends at the North Face. We're traveling all the gay across America. And everyone's invited. That means you. Me. And you. Hello. And you. Wow. Not you though, you're too cute. Okay, just kidding, you can come. Put on your boots and come out. Side with us. See you there, besties. Don't you think this is all a little intense? I mean, look at you, you're in a literal tent right now. But no, this event will not be intense. Everyone is invited. Everyone is welcome. It's going to be so fun. Okay, so that was last year's North Face Summer of Pride campaign, and they did it again this year, and it blew up in their face. The whole thing that I am just baffled by is what does Pride have to do with the company's brand? I mean, you can still sell your stuff without throwing all of this messaging in people's faces, but it's become so abundantly clear to everybody that there is an agenda, which I'm glad that people are beginning to wake up and, and see all of this. I don't have a problem with people who have this type of lifestyle. I've been to drag queen shows. I want to make it very clear. I don't have a problem with it. The problem that I have and that most people have is when it's targeting children. And that's where Target stepped into their own shit, okay? With North Face and Bud Light, the reason why there has been so much backlash is because people are seeing that at every angle that they turn, they're being told, you need to believe in this. This is the new thing. If you don't believe in this, you are transphobic. Mind you, the trans community is such a small percentage. I mean, I'm talking very, very, very small percentage of the population. However, they're getting the red carpet treatment anywhere they go. So that's what I wanted to say about Target. They lost $9 billion in a week. I know I was sort of all over the place, but it's becoming 
very, very transparent what they're trying to do. They're trying to not only destroy the family unit, which they already have through the justice system, through entertainment, uh, through societal norms, you know, whatever it is, they've destroyed it. And now they're even taking it a step further and trying to destroy the minds of the children and completely demolishing this idea of male, female, and just saying that there's no gender whatsoever. Now, one thing I do want to mention before I wrap up this topic about Target is that we are seeing the backlash and people are actually following through, okay? These companies are hemorrhaging badly. And it's not just conservatives now who are pissed off. There are liberals or I should say progressives who are pissed off about this too. If you look at Little Mermaid, it opened this weekend with... 95 million. That was how much they earned this past weekend. Now, if you are somebody who remembers when going to movie theaters was a popular thing, people used to scramble to see a, a an opening, right? Especially during box office holiday weekends like Memorial Weekend. 95 million is not good. It may be good to some, but when you look at the, the numbers and the volume and the historical data, it is not good for a holiday weekend, especially if it is a three, technically four day opening weekend. But the whole point of me mentioning that is that even folks on New York Times, I mean, I happen to look at New York Times once in a while, even though it can it, it can be very nauseating reading the comments, they're getting pissed off too. They're getting pissed off with the fact that this whole woke agenda is everywhere they turn and they are sick and tired of it. So I'm seeing the tables turn, but I'm also seeing that people are following through with their boycotts and these companies are going to burn down to the ground. You think that they're going to back off and unfortunately they are really going to drive their businesses into the ground. Because it's all about pushing this agenda. And that's the only thing, the only thing they care about. Which, you know, if that's how it needs to sort of unfold, fine. Let it unfold in that way. At least we know that we have the power. They do not have the power. They are not going to control our minds. I do know that Target is a little bit harder because you have the Targets and the Walmarts. They're they're huge. If Walmart chooses not to go down that path, it's going to see uh, an increase in their revenue. But for most people, it could be challenging to avoid Target because sometimes Target is the closest thing or the only thing in their community. But if you can find a mom and pop shop, please go and shop there. If you can go online and find uh, mom and pop shops online or find different retailers, go ahead and do that. Do not support Target. I mean, I wanted to visit my local Target and see if they took down the Pride merchandise, even though I live in a pretty conservative area. I have not yet done it, but um, the whole point is you really need to avoid a lot of these companies and show them that we're not going to take this BS anymore. All right, moving on, moving on. I typically go all around the world, all around the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that song, but that's just what I 
and just it just came to mind so i had to sing that tune but all around the world right we're gonna go all around the world we're gonna see what is happening in different regions of the world and um there's you know there's some things people there there are things happening of course, in Europe, we have the situation with Ukraine. It's just nonstop. It's just not, I, I don't even know if, if there is ever going to be an end to it. But what is one thing coming out of Europe that I can mention here? Well, there was an interesting article about France banning short flights now, the interesting thing is that it doesn't apply to the elites and, and their sort of extravagant flights. You know, they, they don't want to be on the road with the peasants. They want to be separate from society. This doesn't apply to them. It applies to the peasants, of course. So France will be banning those short flights because they're thinking about the climate and how it would have an impact on climate change. This is exactly what the article says. The measure will supposedly help avert climate change, but critics say it will have little impact. A French ban on short-haul domestic flights has come into force after it was approved by the European Commission. Private jets will not be affected by the carbon-cutting plan. See, if it is not clear to even the lowest IQ human being on the planet that they are targeting us and excluding themselves from all of the policies and measures that they are passing and affecting our lives. I don't know what else to tell you. If it's not clear that they put in writing that private jets, by the way, the folks who can afford private jets are the millionaires, but specifically the billionaires, okay? They can afford it. The folks like you and I, cannot afford that. And we are going to suffer. Well, I mean, I'm not in Europe, but I'm just saying these are the type of measures that they are trying to implement across the board. We see in California that they passed a a bill to eliminate new diesel trucks from being sold. I don't know if it even includes being or entering into California. I mean, we're talking about suicide here. Suicide. But this is why I do this, because for folks who aren't in tune with what's happening, they will wake up one day and say, this is crazy. How did it get to this point? Well, they've been doing this incrementally. And this is just a prime example of how they use legislation to pass these pathetic, stupid policies, these bills that have no impact whatsoever, but it is really going to impact your ability to move freely, your liberty, whatever type of freedom you have left, they are attacking that. And they're very, being very strategic about it. Now, I want to quickly move to Australia because Melbourne, which I believe is the second biggest city in Australia. I can't remember which one is the largest, if it's Sydney or Melbourne. But what is important here is that Melbourne experienced a magnitude 3.4 earthquake. 
Now, if I recall very well, that is an area that doesn't ever get earthquakes. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think they are along a fault line. This is very interesting. I'm going to wait for more news to surface regarding the earthquake. I'm not going to jump to any conclusions right now. I know the situation in Turkey. Well, I sh- <laughs> we forgot to talk about the election. But uh, basically, when there was an earthquake in Turkey, that was not normal. Not normal at all. And there's been strong, strong debate that HARP was used. I don't know if HARP was used here. All I know is that there was an earthquake, 3.4 magnitude earthquake, that hit um, outside of Melbourne. And it's very unusual. Very unusual. So just wanted to report that that took place. But I will continue to monitor the situation Now, we're going to head back to, you know, just like the eastern part of Europe and and the Middle East. Um, Turkey had an election. Erdogan won. Why is this even a big deal? Erdogan has been in power for quite some time. He is one who doesn't really play the game as an opportunist, he is a dictator. We'll just say that. He is definitely a dictator. And uh, it's it's just very unusual that he won. There are reports that people feel that it was a fraudulent election. And then there are folks who are saying that he won fair and square. That is still coming out. I will continue to monitor that. But the most important thing here is that Erdogan won and he's going to be in power for some time. You don't see shifts in power much often. It's kind of the standard now. You see the same people over and over and over again. Now, I don't know how the people of Turkey feel about Erdogan. You know, Erdogan has had his issues in international affairs. (sighs) Yeah. That's all I can say right now. So I will continue to see what happens over the next couple of days regarding the results and if anything new comes up. But here we go again. A new election. (laughs) You know, an election came and went and the same result occurred. And I will just leave it at that. I do want to make my way through the United States news because there's just so much that needs to be covered. So I'm going to try and make this one very succinct. Again, I'm hitting key points because these are things that you should probably do additional research on, but I'm just reporting it here because I, one, find it vital for you to know, and two, I'm going to give you my own thoughts on some of these topics. Now, the first topic, something that is now unfolding in the United States, is this talk about the 2024 presidential election. I don't want to talk about that. This is just me expressing how I feel. It is so unnecessary when I know the economy is about to implode. But here we are discussing presidential 
candidates. Apparently, Ron DeSantis announced on Twitter that he was running and there were some technical issues. Let's just be real. That was not his fault. He doesn't run Twitter. He is not responsible for the volume that hits the servers. That has nothing to do with him. Or maybe somebody was tampering with the feed. I don't know. But apparently he tried to announce on Twitter and it didn't go well. Not DeSantis's fault. All right. But he has now joined, or at least I think he has, joined the long list of presidential candidates on the Republican side. Now, I already mentioned Joe Biden announced that he was running again. The dude doesn't even know where he is at any minute of the day. Okay, he's clueless. He has no idea what is happening. And we all know that Obama is running the United States, and he's doing a phenomenal job running it down to the ground, or at least he's trying to. On the Democratic side as well, Robert F. Kennedy is running. And for those of you who may not know who Robert F. Kennedy is, that is the son of Robert Kennedy Sr. Now, I think that Kennedy is saying some pretty good things right? I am agnostic when it comes to political parties. I don't care who you are affiliated with. As long as you leave people alone, the taxes are low, leave the children alone, you allow people to prosper, you allow people to uh, gain citizenship the right way, Uh, the government does not have overreach, etc., etc. I'm fine with that. Like we're not getting into wars that we need to pay for. Absolutely fine with whomever is willing to push those types of goals, that type of agenda. The problem that I see with Robert Kennedy Jr. is that the new generation, the younger generation, knows nothing about the Kennedys. And for those of you who may not know, the Kennedys were viewed equivalent or we could say would be close to royals like royalty all right I I'm not saying that I am I recall this from history books the Kennedy family was so admired by the American people they literally looked like the ideal family especially with John F Kennedy okay so the Kennedys had a huge influence on on society in this nation, but the newer generation really doesn't know anything about Kennedy, all right? They may have heard the name Kennedy, but they don't know much about him. He is pushing certain policies and ideas that don't align with the radical left. And I do believe that he would be representing what the old liberal was, But do I think he is capable of winning the nomination to challenge or at least, uh, you know, campaign against the opposite party? I don't know. And most likely, no. I just said two answers. I don't know. But I believe that he is not going to win the nomination. I mean, if they could steal from Bernie Sanders, despite the fact that Bernie Sanders is a straight up communist. But if they could steal the nomination from Bernie Sanders and give it to Hillary Clinton, you know that 
Robert F. Kennedy Jr. is not establishment in the manner that they want somebody like Joe Biden or Kamala Harris or um, I am totally for blanking out on his name, California governor. <laughs> I, mean, I am so blanking out on his name, but they want that because they know that they can control those people. Now, let me just educate all of you on who else is running. Again, I think it is too early for us to be even talking about this, but let me educate you all, uh, both on the Republican and Democrat side, even though I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, because I think the power really belongs with the people and not just one person to save us all. So on the Democratic side, like I mentioned, Joe Biden, the crazy lunatic is running again. We have Robert Kennedy Jr. And then we have author Marianne Williamson. According to this article, Williamson, who is 70, my God, what is up with folks in their 70s running? I mean, can we get someone who's younger with a little bit of with vigor and just is is young? I don't, I just, I don't, I'm like struggling with the fact that we are having really extreme older people, nothing against old people. Like they have a lot of wisdom, love you guys, but do you have the mental capacity at 70 to be running a country, a country that is about to run off the rails? Okay. The amount of stress that you're going to be under to turn this country around is going to be insane. So she's 70. She's a self-help author and she had an unsuccessful presidential bid in 2020. Really? I didn't even know about that. Uh, Has launched a long shot Democratic challenge to Biden. I I really don't know. I don't even know. I have not heard of her. Media is not talking about her. Even your independent journalists are not talking about her. Sad thing. I mean, I'll probably research to see what she has to offer. But anyway, uh, then you have on the Republican side, Donald Trump, of course, of course, I will save my opinions for the next episode. Ron DeSantis, I already talked about him. Senator Tim Scott, you know, he he is is pretty good. Okay, he, he's a, a pretty good senator. I mean, I'll need to to look at his track record, but he doesn't seem problematic. He doesn't seem as if he is uh, switching to both sides. But you never know who these people are. He is 57 years old. So, okay, you know, that that is decent enough for me. Then we have Larry Elder. Oh, God. He's a conservative radio host who is running. I mean, yes. Okay. All right. Moving on. Uh, This clown, Arkansas Governor Hutchinson, who has been very uh, critical of Trump. You know, this clown is, is running. He's a former Arkansas governor. So you should automatically know that he has ties to the Clintons. So he is not qualified in my eyes. We have venture capitalist Vivek Ramaswamy, keep butchering his last name, Um, but uh, he's never held elected office, which is fine. 
you know, people who uh, have experience with the real world and they've actually worked and they understand how the system works even better if somebody had worked in federal government and private sector and they have the perspective of both worlds, you know, those are the people that you need to be looking for because they understand how the system works. They know how to play the game. And I'm not saying play the game so that you can collect more checks from the government. I'm just saying, you know how the system works and how to keep money in your pocket, but still maintain uh, a work ethic and principles. I'm rambling here. Continuing Nikki Haley is running. Don't trust her. And then you have the so-called potential uh, candidates who may announce. Mike Pence, that man, Brutus, should not even run. I don't even know where he has this idea that he is even going to get 5% of the vote. The man doesn't understand he is Brutus, okay? Nobody votes for Brutus. He lost even before he announced his campaign. That's my opinion. Then we have Chris Christie. You know, Chris Christie is, God, towards the end of his governorship in New Jersey. And I have many friends in New Jersey. Yes, they are liberal. But, you know, Chris Christie is a Republican. That man, he really exploited the system. He really did. And I don't know if he's going to run again, uh, but I think he's looking for some free money because has anyone been paying attention to what Chris Christie has been doing? No, not here. Not me. No. So I don't know you know, what his deal is, but apparently he might try and throw himself into this campaign. And then you have Governor Yunkin, and he is the governor for Virginia. This is a man who is backed by the military industrial complex. I don't trust him. Even though I lived in Virginia and he won, I don't trust him. When I see that type of money flowing into your, uh, into your pockets? No, no. You you all better run, run for the hills because that is somebody that you are not, not going to get anything from. So that's all I want to say about the presidential election. Those who are running, you do your own research. I just told you who is currently running right now, but of course people will only know a handful of names, maybe one or two, because they don't Follow the news to the extent that you would expect. Anyway, continuing. What is happening in the U.S. as well? Well, we have a situation with Title 42. It expired. And now we are seeing surges at the border. There is no border. I've been mentioning that over and over. There's no border. There's no border. There's no border. Now, how is that affecting us? Well, you have a lot of these illegal aliens, and that's what I'm going to to call them, that is the legal term, illegal aliens, coming into these cities and they're being flown into Chicago, to New York, to all of these sanctuary cities. And now we are seeing examples of the low-class citizens, 
or I should call them the working class. I mean, they're not low class, working class. And they are seeing their benefits being eliminated or at least transferred over to these illegal aliens. The illegal aliens is now, they are now, I should say, they are now the protected class. It is no longer the working class citizen or the African-American community. It is illegal aliens. Chicago, Chicago with the new mayor has been descending into chaos even further. There have been so many people, you can Google this, so many people going into City Hall and protesting. These are African Americans. These are actually the disenfranchised, okay? The marginalized group as a result of this. This was clear as day to me, you know. It it was very clear that when you bring in an underclass that is lower than the working class, lower than the folks who are already in poverty right now, they need to be pushed to the side. They, meaning the African-American community, will need to be pushed to the side in order to serve this new group, this obedient group, this group that will always vote Democrat, this group that will always listen to what the Democrats have to tell them, which, I mean, they have to because you're dealing with the cartels, you're dealing with a lot of gangs that are funneling these folks to the United States. They're going to do what they're told and they're going to accept far less than what Americans are asking for. So just listen to this clip, this news clip. It, it is really alarming because it's not just going to happen to the African-American communities. It's already happening to folks in the suburbs. It's, it's coming to a neighborhood near you really, really fast. I mean, Americans are already becoming second-class citizens to anybody else who is not a citizen of the United States. However, you, you, my friend, you're you're paying for all this free stuff that you can't receive. You're busting your back to pay for all of the taxes and the bills that are being sent your way. And yet there are classes of people who are getting free checks, free programs, free everything. It is insulting that you would consider such action about a forgotten community that none of you live in. Developing tonight, outbursts and outrage at a community meeting in South Shore over a housing plan for migrants. The debate comes as the city deals with a crisis of where to put migrants bust in from the border. Elizabeth Matthews is live now with more. Elizabeth. Corey and Don, contentious to say the least. This forum was a chance for city leaders to get input from the public about the old South Shore High School housing migrants. The city got their input. A packed house at the South Shore International College Prep High School. The crowd voicing their opinion, strongly opposing the addition of migrants in their community. I am just outraged. I'm outraged and I don't understand why was chosen. City representatives saying the old South Shore High School would not be a shelter, but one of three respite centers for the migrants to temporarily sleep, eat, and take a shower, starting with about 250 people taking up the building's first floor. 
This is a way for the city to get the current 300 migrants out of the police stations. Questions were asked, but answers hard to hear interrupted by the upset crowd. Before the meeting, a small protest of South Shore neighbors demanding the energy put into the migrant issue be put into their neighborhoods. It is a slap in the face that we as citizens of the United States of America do not have the resources and support, but you're going to bring people who are not citizens here in our community, in our buildings that we pay taxes for, that you took away from us. That is completely unacceptable. We are in a humanitarian crisis right now. The black people in Chicago are bleeding on the streets. Mayor-elect Brandon Johnson had this to say about the migrant crisis. We have a responsibility to make sure that families who are seeking love and support here in the city of Chicago and throughout the state of Illinois, that they are not just welcome, but they are serviced. And this is happening in New York City, too. Like I said, it's happening in a lot of major metropolitan cities that are sanctuary cities. By the way, I'm going to pause for a moment. Where is Obama? Where are the Obamas? Where's Barack Obama? What, I mean, was he not for the black community? Was he not trying to pander to them to make them feel like he was one of them? that they were friends. Where is he? He's nowhere to be found because he doesn't care about the black community. He's in, you know, in, in the Martha Vineyard area doing very well while the black community is suffering. And yet Chicago voted in a black mayor who doesn't give a damn about the black people. But this is gonna, it's gonna spread to the suburbs too, okay? The black mayor of Chicago is going to take money from majority white people and give it to the welfare programs, which are being sucked dry by the illegal aliens. Again, I don't know if you can clearly comprehend what is happening. I mentioned it before. As an American, you are becoming a second class slave, a second class citizen to anybody else who comes into this country illegally. It really is. It's just insane. I keep using that term to describe the reality that we are living in, It, which is just insanity. But this is what's happening. But like I said, I'm glad people are waking up. But I don't know if people have woken up in time to stop this. Now, in terms of crazy news that's also happening if you heard what happened in Baltimore, you probably haven't. Basically, you have these mayors that are running these cities, Chicago, Baltimore, Washington, D.C., New York City, San Francisco. They don't want to prosecute criminals. But you're seeing an increase in car theft, uh, it, robberies, uh, homicides, uh, just all of the above. Okay, And Baltimore sued Hyundai and Kia, these car manufacturers, because they claim that it's too easy for criminals to break into those vehicles. Yes, you just heard what I said. Baltimore sued two car manufacturers because it's too easy for criminals to break into those vehicles. 
instead of addressing the problem that maybe we are not prosecuting criminals, we're allowing them to run amok. And if we do prosecute people, it's usually those who try to defend themselves. No, we're going to sue a corporation for not having safety measures on their view. This is insane. This is so effing insane. But that is what is happening. And guess what? Hyundai and Kia paid up. I think it was like 200, 250 million. It's unbelievable. This is how things hit rock bottom. But it gets even worse. You know, you have to be very careful if you are a bystander and you see robbers looting a store. Okay, whether you're an employee or if you are a customer, because you can get in trouble. I read an article of two Lululemon employees. And for those of you who are not familiar with Lululemon, Lululemon sells yoga or workout merchandise, primarily yoga. These two women in Atlanta, they called the police as they were being robbed, okay, at the store. Do you know that these two women were fired? They were fired for calling the police on these criminals. This is insane. Listen to this clip. No, no, seriously, get out. Two Georgia women say they were fired from their jobs at Lululemon after calling police to report this robbery, which one of them caught on camera. No, you can Jennifer Ferguson and Rachel Rogers describing to NBC affiliate 11 Alive Atlanta the horrifying moments the merchandise at the Peachtree Corner store was stolen. They swiped until they couldn't hold any more product and ran out the door. We didn't really feel very protected or like know what else to do. The women say they were fired from their jobs after they decided to call the police about the shoplifting, something they say they were told is against company policy. So what are they supposed to do instead? You kind of clear a path for whatever they're going to do. And then after it's over, you scan a QR code. Rogers, who says she's worked at the company for five years, claims that the store has been dealing with thefts for months, recalling another incident. Someone like sent me a picture of the front entrance table and I was like, oh my gosh, like we just sold all the product, like good job. And they were like, no, like someone just came in and stole everything. But this was the first time she knows of someone at the store calling police, which local authorities confirm. The Fayette County Sheriff's Office says three men have been charged with theft by shoplifting and theft by receiving stolen property from that incident. And they're currently in the Fayette County Jail. Videos of brazen shoplifting have gone viral from stores across the country. And it's common practice for retailers to tell their employees not to intervene. I'm telling you, I can keep reading articles of this happening. There was an incident in Charlotte, a uh, metro bus driver, okay? I used to live in Charlotte, so I'm very familiar with the metro system there. I mean, it's just any typical metro system. But a Charlotte bus driver was approached by a passenger because the passenger wanted to get off at a stop that was not designated, okay? The bus driver tells the guy, I can't just drop you off anywhere. You need to wait for the next stop. Do you know what the passenger does? The passenger pulls out a gun, 
And when the bus driver saw this, he pulls out his gun. Okay, so they're both strapped. But the passenger starts firing at the bus driver. And what do you think the bus driver is going to do? He fires back. Now, this is all caught on, on camera. The guy is still driving, but he's firing back at the passenger. They were both shot. Both are are still alive. But this is what the, the most bizarre twist to the story is. The bus driver was fired. Okay. This man was about to be killed by a passenger. And he was fired? This is the insane world that we live in. Good is bad. Bad is good. Up is down. Down is up. Whatever it is. It is completely mind fucked at this point. Which brings me to this incident that took place in New York regarding the city bike. Okay. I'm just going to make a brief, brief comment on it because I'm pretty sure a lot of people have already figured out what happened. No, a pregnant woman who was six months pregnant worked a 12 hour shift. A nurse could not steal a bike from five guys. Okay. Five men. And yes, was there a racial aspect to this? The woman was white. The boys were black. But the media went ahead, took the story, completely ran with the fact that they said she was a Karen. I mean, if you are not familiar with that term, Karen is a, we'll just say a derogatory term used for white women, middle-aged women. The woman's name has been completely defamed. She was put on leave and the hospital gave a statement. But you know what? When she got lawyers, she lawyered up and she is suing all of the media outlets. And do you want to know what happened? The media outlets all stopped reporting on it. You know why? Because they didn't even get to the facts of the story. They completely destroyed this woman's life. Six months pregnant. Okay. Now everybody is backtracking or they've dropped the story. You cannot find from any of the large media outlets a retraction, nothing, because they know that they're in the wrong. They're going to lose. And I hope she sues the living daylights out of them. This is where we are putting, like we saying people are not putting criminals at the top, but you are seeing how these forces are putting criminals at the top and the Good citizens are the people who are just doing their jobs, just trying to protect themselves, just trying to get by. They are setting those individuals as criminals. They're setting them as racists. They're setting the standard that if you try to defend yourself or you try to do the right thing, you will be prosecuted. Your life will be destroyed. I can't believe we are living in this type of, of world right now, specifically here in the States, but that is the situation. And I'm telling it all to you because I'm pretty sure some of you may not believe this, but if you do your own research, you'll find out that this is in fact happening. All right. Well, as we continue to monitor news in this clown world, I'm going to wrap up this episode with a couple of things. The Oath Keeper sentence this ties into what I was talking about, all right? 
the Oath Keepers didn't really do anything. And they were prosecuted for just being in D.C. Some of them who were not even in D.C., but just have the association to the Oath Keepers. Same thing with the January 6th folks who are being held captive right now. It is it's truly unbelievable that this is this is what we have to deal with. But this is important for you to know how the justice system is working and how you can protect yourself because this is getting out of control. There is a footage of a UFO over a military base. Now, I'm somebody who has studied UFOs. I'm not saying I'm an expert, all right, but I've gone gone into it deep enough to know that that image of the UFO is not really a UFO. That looks like a military reverse engineered vessel. I should probably go into details to how I can tell and I've attended some very interesting um, webinars that talk about this. That is not a standard UFO. I'm just going to put it out there. That is definitely a reverse engineered military U.S. government UFO. But the media outlet is saying that this is, in fact, a UFO that we don't know where it came from. No, that is 100% military, all right? Because the true UFOs are very sophisticated. They would not be, they would have not been caught like that. Trust me. So I do want to end this episode talking about COVID. They announced that COVID is done. It has ended, but it's just been a scam that they were not able to maintain for quite some time. It didn't really end up the way that they wanted it to, but they got the data that they needed to further refine their uh, future COVID rollouts uh, or lockdowns, I should say. So just stay tuned for those because they are coming. But the reason why I wanted to talk about COVID is because there is a doctor who has been very, very vocal. He was very, very vocal uh, about vaccines, but also specifically with COVID. And that is Dr. Rashid Batar. This was a surprise to me. I did not know Dr. Rashid Batar personally, but I knew him years, years ago before he emerged as a result of COVID and and just being very vocal to the lockdowns and how uh, the medical industry was handling this. But I attended one of his early webinars where he talked about his son, I think his oldest son, who developed ADD. I believe it was ADD, but he had some type of, of condition and Dr. Batar felt convinced that it was due to the vaccines. When I was in North Carolina, I learned a lot from the communities in Charlotte, uh, the communities in, in, in Raleigh. They were so ahead of health and promoting holistic um, you know, programs or treatments And he was one of them. So to hear that he died 
it was a shock to me. I mean, just like a lot of the other doctors who have been very vocal towards how COVID was handled and the fact that the lockdown had affected so many lives. But most importantly, this vaccine was not, it's not even a vaccine. It's a gene therapy. And he was trying to wake so many people up and he did. He he really changed a lot of minds and he saved a lot of minds. And I tell this to very, very few people who understand the state of this world, that if you say something, it is better that you say something and be called crazy than to say nothing and not save a single life. He risked it all. A lot of these doctors who went against the establishments, they went against what was being pushed on them. Imagine what they are losing. Imagine that they are not going to be able to pay off their debt. He was one of the very, very few who spoke out in the in the beginning. And I happened to read that he learned that he was poisoned. Dr. Batar was poisoned. He said that on a CNN interview. This is why I believe Dr. Zelensky, who died last year, was also killed. He had cancer that came back that didn't make any sense. The man beat it twice. How did it come back? And he's very, very uh, just knowledgeable and aware of what to eat and and how health works. So I'm certain that he was killed as well. But Dr. Batar went on CNN and, and said that he was he was poisoned. And now he is dead. And when I Google his name, they have literally associated his name with conspiracy theorist, anti-vaxxer. He is not anti-vaccine. He is just concerned about how many vaccines we are giving to children. He is concerned about how vaccines are being orchestrated in this new world where people are not even told what the the side effects are. People don't know. They're just injecting themselves with, with a foreign object and they have no idea what the consequences are. But you Google his name and that's all they, they say that he's known for is being a anti-vaxxer and a conspiracy theorist. That man has more accolades than most of the people who are writing these stupid articles about him. And he was vilified as being the dirty dozen, which was a term used to associate a dozen doctors who simply refused the narrative. So there are a lot of lessons here, people. There will be things that you will stand up for and people, majority of people may not agree with you first. But if you know you are right, deep down you know you are right. You would rather go with a clear conscience. You'll prob- you'd rather leave this world with a clear conscience than to know or regret about certain things that you could have said. Dr. Batar's will to tell people the truth was greater than his fear of death. You will only know what that feeling is like once you realize there is something you are truly passionate about, but really when it 
it's tied to saving humanity. And I'm not trying to sound wishwashy or cliche here. It was really done for the greater good. Despite the fact that he was poisoned, he did what he needed to do. Same thing with Dr. Zelensky. They did what they needed to do, unlike some of these doctors who continue to push these drugs, to push these vaccines, to use the wrong methods to treat COVID patients. They're going to go to their grave with a heavy conscience, a very heavy burden of regret. That is the lesson that I'm getting from this. And that is also a motivator for me because I need to let at least one person know what is happening, how it affects you, even if it's just one person. Trust me, sometimes it could be pretty small and sometimes I could reach a large audience, but it's always about how you feel about what you are doing today to try and stop this avalanche of evil that is happening right now. And it's going to get worse. It is going to get worse. So you need to know what your position is. What stance are you going to take? And how much are you willing to fight for it? When you have principle and conviction and honor and truth and God by your side. And yes, God here is very important because when you don't have a foundation, when you don't have God, you can sway in any direction. But in order to fight these forces, in order for you to keep pushing on, even when you feel that the obstacles are too great for you to overcome, you have to fall back on the very thing that keeps pushing you forward. Whether it is your child, your family, a friend, an angel, God, whomever. It's that one thing that keeps pushing you forward. That fight, that vigor, that is what you need. That is life. And that is what you are continuously seeking. Not the jobs, not the money, none of that. Purpose. Purpose. All right, everyone. I'm going to end this episode. We're heading into the summer. Anything can happen. They supposedly had a a debt deal. It, it's, it is all smoke and mirrors at this point. So we just need to get our minds ready, get our bodies ready. We are entering into a fight. All right. I'm not condoning violence here, but we are definitely getting into a an era of a physical and spiritual and emotional battle here. All right. I will speak to you all in another episode and thank you so much for your patience as I return back to this regular routine, but I will speak to you all soon in another episode.